Hello and welcome to Talk Tales, a bartender advice podcast that is cheaper than therapy. therapy. Oh, I think we nailed it. Dude, that was the best we've nailed it so far. I mean, um, we haven't nailed it. That was the best one yet. <laughs> We're your hosts. I'm a dad. I saw that. Oh. <laughs> One day we're gonna get this intro perfectly, and that is the day that I'll quit. <laughs> this is this is just how we do it. It's because we're too much. We're we're basically like kindred spirits, so we like think at exactly the same time. We jinx and owe each other cokes on the rigs. Yes, is that why we mess it up? Because we're ch- twin souls? Because that doesn't really make any sense. Oh, why not? I thought it totally made sense. Because if we were on the same page, we would get this right. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, well, we'll work on it. <laughs> We're trying. All right. So, the, uh, we, we, I'm Shauna, and, and Adele's with us here, too. And uh, this yeah, is yeah, Talk yeah. Tales, a podcast. We're bringing you Cheaper Than Therapy, uh, our new format uh, where we bring you free bartender advice. Anyone who just wants to talk to their bartender, you're bored, you haven't talked to them in a while, we're here. We're here on this platform. And so if you do need advice or you want to ask a question, you can ask us literally anything. And uh, you might be featured, let me rephrase, you will be featured on a TalkTales episode. So uh, just getting like just the number, if you want to call in at any time, please do. Uh, And if you're not going to be on this episode, you'll be on a future episode. So call 213-465-0837 and just leave us a voicemail uh, and then we will knock those questions out on any of our episodes, right? Yeah, no, that's about, yeah. I that up pretty good, yeah? Yeah, that's, that's about right. I know, you know, our guests miss us. We miss our guests. We miss interactions. So we're here to do our best to kind of mimic those interactions and we're here to give you unrecorded, unqualified, unsolicited advice, you know, per usual. It's been Absolutely. what? Six just months like, since bars closed? Just like the bar, your normal bartender advice. We have no <laughs> idea what we're, what we're talking about. We're flies on the wall until you ask us a question that will tell you everything about it. <laughs> um, but Adele and I, we're not the only two people here on this podcast. No, uh, we, no, would, no. we love bringing in another beautiful uh, Beautiful mind to answer these questions that's the best part yeah because like we me and adele obviously i already addressed it we're 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 kindred spirits so we, <laughs> we don't want the same answer and the talking over you know and say the same thing over and over so we have to get some more opinions um so uh without further ado i would definitely take this time to introduce our incredible guests we have ashley irwin on the mic baby virtually dude thank you so much for like joining us in this virtual space it's a safe space it's a safe virtual space <laughs> Yeah, it's COVID safe, so it this is, is the best we can do. But it's so good to see your face and hear your voice. I miss you. I wish I could hug you. I owe a lot of hugs um, uh, to a lot of folks. And yeah. yeah, I definitely miss that. I kind of have to, whenever, I kind of have to keep my hands to myself because I'm a flawed human being and I want to show everyone that I love them. And you know what? Now's not necessarily the time to do that with the tension. So we got yeah. to keep distance and and make sure that we're, you know, being aware and conscious and stuff. Do- 
do you guys think that in the future, like when we're old people, it, 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 I'm barely 25, so everyone chill out. I, <laughs> leave out the jokes here. Uh, uh, when we're old people, do you think we're going to either be super huggy with people or like not handsy with anybody? Like like grandkids, like, I need to hug you. And like, and like, uh, or, or are you going to be like, don't touch me. Like no one, t- just nobody touch me. I don't want to be touched. I think, think it depends on how long this this situation goes for because I think that um maybe we'll start being more cautious about hugging strangers because I'm a hugger like oh nice to meet you I'll give you a hug like even if I've never met you before so maybe now I'll be like okay I'm gonna reserve my hugs to people who I know maybe wash their hands I don't know maybe I don't know what do you think Ashley well I mean I guess in a general rule I don't my whole thing is that like whenever I learn something well so this has been a great uh learning experience in uh in the south everyone hugs and you know what I mean that's how we show our affection immediately like off the get and so when I'm moved here it's been uh, I'm embarking on my eighth year I started to learn that I needed to ask permission to hug people beforehand because a I didn't want to be intrusive on their space and also there's nothing worse than hugging somebody who doesn't want to hug and they just stand there like a fish you know and you, like their arms are down and then you feel awkward and they feel awkward and you're like oh my gosh uh, I'm really sorry if I stepped over boundaries and so I remember I started doing it where I would see somebody um um, and I would just ask, I was like, are we hugging? Like, is that what we're doing? Because if, if not, that's okay. But I, I'd love to give you a hug. Um, and so I started saying that. I just I just try and say it in like the nicest way possible so that A, it doesn't sound like off-putting and B, it makes them feel at ease if they're like, I would prefer not. And I'm like, okay. Okay, hug. I feel like I'm the opposite. Like I will just run into your arms. I'm like, you're going to catch me. <laughs> you don't get an option here <laughs> if you leave out the options then there's none of this that is very like, true <gasps> they just kind of have to like prepare themselves <laughs> no but i feel you i'm a hugger too so this is this definitely has been like a and i was like a, oh uh can i hug you no okay cool social distance yeah. whatever you know but i think that i think we're gonna be, be old huggers we're gonna be old huggers. it sounds like it it sounds like we got a gaggle of huggers here yeah, yeah. maybe probably i think so too um ashley so you know we we know you but our listeners may not i don't know if they caught you on the the first episode you did talk tales with when we did bartender stories um but just a little quick uh about you uh you are a brand ambassador for angels envy whiskey burger bourbon, rye, blends. Um, so yeah, let, why don't you let listeners and, and our viewers uh, know a little bit about you? Of course. Um, uh, thank you again for having me. So I um, started off as the um, local Los Angeles um, whiskey guardian for uh, Angels Envy. And uh, recently, as of about a year ago, took over the um, wonderful opportunity to be that as the lead um, West Coast whiskey guardian for um, for all of the West Coast. So uh, I've had the pleasure of um, having a bunch of different love bunnies uh, on on in my area and so we have uh, Vancouver and Sydney and Hawaii and then I have Portland, San Francisco, Las Vegas, San Diego and Los Angeles. So um 
That's that's what I do for Angels. I call myself a liquid liaison. I'm just here to show people a good time and spread that good word. Um, and then in between that, uh, I try to sling drinks behind a bar um, and and give people kindness and glasses and good times. And um, I come from uh, clearly we all come from a hospitality background. Um, been in the hospitality industry for probably about 25 plus years. And um, dang, yeah, been slinging drinks for probably about 15 and worked in all different kinds of bars and worked with magnificent individuals that I try and learn something new from every single time and, um, met just some of the loveliest people, um, that anyone could ever encounter. And, uh, so that's what I do currently just trying to, to spread that good word and, and, and treat, teach people about, um, our delicious brand and, um, how special Angels Envy is and, um, how, uh, magnificent it tastes. That's the long and short of it. I don't know if I covered all of it. (laughs) Yeah, I think you covered all of it. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Hey, Adele, real quick. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Can you guys unmute on, um, Zoom? Yes. Okay. I gotta, um, I gotta, I forgot I need to mute the page on Zencaster so there's audio on YouTube. I just saw a note, note saying that there's no audio on YouTube. So I'm going to mute Zencaster. It's still going to record, but our audio is going to come through Zoom and then okay. there'll be audio on um, YouTube. So we're all unmuted on Zencaster. Are we? We can hear each other? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. We're back on, baby. Sorry for anyone who's tuning in with no audio. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Well, I thought I had this thing dialed, but no, I fucked it up again. Oh, well. We're getting there. Baby steps. We're fine. We're fine. (laughs) Oh, like I was saying, I actually met Ashley because I got to work with her behind the bar at Dama. And um, I love you. I love her. She's one of the most talented bartenders I've ever met. And I don't know how you always manage to keep a smile on your face. Even in the busiest, most like weediest shifts ever, you're always smiling, slinging that charm and giving kindness. So I always looked up to you for that. Oh, thanks, friend. That's very nice. Um, that's a very sweet thing to say. And ditto by that catchy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you owe a Coke? Right. What? You owe everyone a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you want to do Coke right now? Okay. <laughs> everyone needs a Coke. Uh, okay. Um, should we get, do you guys want to get into yeah. call uh, the first call? Let's do it. Yes. Okay. I, I, I sat my, my spidey sense is saying that the phone's ringing. <laughs> Oh, is it? It's not the ring itself. Oh, uh, yeah, but it could be that. It could, it could be like the phone's ringing. <laughs> ring, ring. All right, let's go with that. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. All right, so our first caller is coming in hot. Here we go. Hey, so I have a question for Ashley. Um, I'm curious how you were able to, you know, get into angels and me and how you got to where you are today besides being you know just a lovely human being thank you oh whoever that was what a sweet little love buddy (laughs) whoever that was has worked with you i can already tell is it joey are we allowed to say that or is it steven Uh, i don't know i don't know who it is i'm not sure sounds like joey to me it sounded yeah. like Joey, didn't he? <laughs> well, Joey, I just love you, and you're the sweetest, and so is Kelsey. Um, uh, okay, so answering the question. Um, 
the transference from me behind the stick to brand um, was something that I never thought would happen. It was never in my um, projection of, of, of yearnings. I, I, it, it wasn't even on my radar. And so um, my bar mentor and dear friend, um, Oton Nolasco, uh, when I was working at ERB, someone approached him and asked if he knew of anyone who would be perfect for this uh, position. And he put my name in the hat. And then I got in touch with um, Max uh, Kestenbaum, who is um, the Santa Teresa uh, ambassador. And his brother, coincidentally at the time, Eli, was the, um, he split uh, Los Angeles, how it's, um, kind of uh, handled is is in different sections because it's such a huge sh- city and it's got different vibes and whatnot. So the gentleman who was the uh, uh, the west side of Los Angeles was his brother, Eli. And um, so I went through an interview process and things started to connect in a manner that I felt like the universe was telling me, like, lean into this sister. Um First off, I never thought I was fancy enough to to be a brand ambassador. It just sounded like something that was super fancy. Um, and so I was like, I'm not going to get it. But then all of these things started happening where I, when I was, the last place that I bartended at in Atlanta was a place called Wreck and Bar Brew Pub. And it was in an old antebellum house in the bottom of it was the brew pub and the bar and upstairs is where they hosted special events. And I was working there and it actually was the place where angels envy was launched in the Atlanta market. And so that started happening. And then my whole dad's side of the family comes from Eastern, uh, Southeastern Kentucky. And I legitimately have, um, moonshiners in the family and like who were running shine, like not even seven years ago. Like, oh, wow. they were, yeah. Um, so my uncle used to call me up and he'd be like, um, sister, now I'm going to tell you, you want that recipe, girl? You better get a paper. This is what it is. Now I'm telling you the truth. And he was just lit up. Like he was so liquored up. He didn't even know because I mean, the time difference, it would have been like 12 o'clock here. So it was three o'clock there. And I was like, I don't know if he's getting up or not going to bed at all. Like, I don't know what the time is right now. All I know is he is with it <laughs> and shit and stuff I was like better get a listen right quick <laughs> you're about to get some good and so anyway so all of those things happened and um they offered me the position uh to be the local Los Angeles um uh, whiskey guardian and then the um, the, the West coast lead, um, is the most wonderful person in the world named Angel Teta. And she's based out of Portland and she's been with the company since the very beginning. Um, she is talk about an extremely, um, uh, gifted and established bartender. She was one of the first, um, uh, bartenders to win speed rack oh, and, cool. um, awesome. years in a row. And she's awesome. just, just a fantastic force and, so very, um, so very wonderful in giving of her time and her, um, her advice and, uh, just a really great mentor. So a national, um, position for Angels Envy Whiskey Guardian became available and she put her name in the hat. So she did that and, um, she is now the national whiskey guardian and her position became available. And I just was like, I think I would be really good at this. Um, I hadn't been with company all that long. And so it was a little bit of uh, a Hail Mary and I just, you know, put my sights on it and, and tried to pursue it. And then I got it and I've been trying to pay my rent ever since, you know, <laughs> by, by making my, you know what I mean? Cause that's just like rents due every single day. And so you got to make sure that you're out there, 
you know, I'm a grinder. I like, I like the challenge. I like being, I like the chaos of it, of not knowing and kind of seeing how far I can push myself. So I, I don't get in, I don't get easily intimidated by that. I, I, I find that I thrive more in that environment when I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. All I know is that I got to trudge forward. So I love that's that. the long and the short of that answer. That's a great answer. <laughs> that is a great and answer. That's like, uh, inspiring as well. Uh, do you like, do you have, I'm going to kind of like input on or piggyback on this question. Do you yeah. have advice for anybody who might have a little bit concern or fear to make those leaps and jumps to something different? Uh, also, sure. because we we were talking before the episode about how COVID has been like kind of making people in a position where they have to make these like leaps and jumps. So um, for anyone who's like sitting there a little stagnant right now, do you have any advice? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we should all be addressing, um, so you're looking at, if if you're, if you're looking at the future and like a chess move to a certain degree, it's not as if you're analyzing what's going to happen, um, in six months from now, but it's kind of like, where do you want to be in a year from now? And what are, what are the, what are the routines and the mechanisms and the structures that you have to put in place currently in order to, um, make those modifications that are going to put you in a better bargaining position to, uh, A, be that person that you want to be to get that thing that you want to get. So, and those can be super subtle. um, Like they can be meniscus. I think, let me backtrack for two seconds. I think sometimes when you present that to individuals, it becomes an overwhelming like macro image. And they're like, oh, it's too intimidating or whatnot. But it can be subtle um, uh, maneuvers just as like, maybe you're getting up 30 minutes earlier than what you would be getting up. And maybe you're not surfing the internet for those 30 minutes. Maybe you're looking with a tenacious, with a tenacity of like, you have a checklist of what you're wanting to accomplish that day. Maybe you're not getting on Instagram for two hours or whatnot. Maybe you're trying to maximize that time. Maybe you're, um, you're trying to see, uh, what you want your life to be like in a year and a half. And, uh, maybe that means, not having that, you know, we all come from, we were talking about, we all come from kind of like a little bit of a rebellious take in this industry. So maybe it's not having that last drink right? before, you know, maybe it's making that, maybe it's going outside for a walk and, and going and exercising so that you're mentally strong. It's, you know, when I'm talking to um, my whiskey guardians throughout the West coast, I'm always very precious in telling them, Watch how you feed your soul. So that means watch what you're eating, watch what you're drinking, watch who you're surrounding yourself around, watch who you're giving your time to, watch who you're giving your time to in a professional manner, in a personal manner, watch what you're reading. Um, Make sure that everything is serving you to be the best version that you can possibly be. And also don't place yourself in competitive comparison with other individuals. You're just trying to be better than you were yesterday. And maybe that is simply just, I woke up this morning and I made my bed and I ate something that made my body feel good so that my mind was present. And I told, I was kind to somebody like I, that's, I, I, you know, I just, I think that that goes a really long way. And I think that it'll open up doors. And also when you get opportunities, don't ever say, I'm not worthy of that. Try and say, well, what's the worst that can happen? They tell me no, friend. Well, hell, that I was a no before they even told me no. 
try to turn that no into a yes. Bingo, like, bingo, bingo. I, always, I love that. I always no. just write it in my calendar. So anything that I want to yeah. do, I just write it in the, my calendar by the day I want to do it. And then every morning I wake up, I look at my calendar, I go, I have to go grocery shopping today. Okay, that's what I'm going to do today. You know, it, yeah. like, as long, if it's written down, then I'm going to do it. Like, I, I, yeah. I, it's like a, it's almost like somebody else wrote it for me. So it's obligatory yeah. that I do it. I really and that's how I do everything. I, that, that's how I do everything. I, I just really write like, it down. I really like that advice you were giving because, you know, what's it saying that they go, um, luck is when opportunity means preparation. So if you're always doing something to uh, edify yourself, when the opportunity comes around for you, you're you're ready for that, for it. You're you're there for that. So I really like what you said. You guys ready for another question? Yes. I, my my spidey senses are going again. <laughs> hey, Cocktails and Shauna, how are you? It's Sue from Baltimore. A question: Have um anyone called in with a recipe for a great COVID cocktail. I don't know if anyone's asked that question, but I thought I would ask. And um, please share. Talk to you later. All right, Sue. Sue, Sue, Sue. Woo! Um, yeah, so a COVID cocktail, like a re for a recipe? Oh, gosh. Uh, I did a cocktail for a, a whiskey cocktail that was based off of time. This gets real weird, but... <laughs> Um, uh, my personal cocktail has been a margarita, but I mean, that's that, but, uh, but if I made a cocktail for COVID, it was all, the whole thing was based off of time and the, what that means like to me, I guess. And I, uh, the cocktail was called, I don't remember what it was called, but, uh, does it matter? Cause does time even exist? <laughs> It's a social construct trend. Yeah. So anyways, it incorporated um, elements of different seasons. So like I had candy yams uh, because it was right after I made Thanksgiving dinner at the beginning of COVID because I'm like, does time matter? No, I'm just going to do Thanksgiving dinner right now. So I did yams in it or candy yams in it and lemon juice. That was for fall. Lemon juice for summer, spring with carrot juice and whiskey for all seasons and liquor 43 for winter i believe was the recipe it, that sounds amazing. pretty sure that was it and so yeah the whole thing was i was thinking about time because it was like so weird how time was going by and i was like you know how do you incorporate like to me covid is time like that's all i mm -hmm. can think about and conceptual conceptualize with it and Ashley and I were talking about this earlier uh, about how I've been finding that this whole COVID thing has been the uh, a one of the most precious gifts that could have ever landed. Like in, I'll speak personally. I, I can't speak for anyone else and their their experiences, but it's been the most precious gift of time I've ever been given, uh, and it's allowing me to do things in a creative manner that um, before was really, really hard. And uh, in addition to just normal life. So this, this like little, t this little, a huge gift of like time, like who gets that? Who gets that as an adult? Like, it's crazy. Like, and, um, and so then, I, so then I crafted the cocktail to, to represent that of being like that time doesn't time is, doesn't matter as far as we know it, you know, but when you, when you recognize it, like, and you're handed it to you, you better fucking drink it because <laughs> the, that's a damn good cocktail. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I think that, um, for me, COVID because of all the time that I had, although I'm back to work now. So before that, I spent a lot of time in the kitchen doing things that I would otherwise never had time to do. So, you know, 
for me, it was more like experimenting with syrups and shrubs, which is a segue to the amazing shrub that um, Ashley brought for us. She got us a mango, a mint shrub to put, uh, to mix with the interest MB uh, bourbon. And that's like a great like COVID thing because it's like, it's like homesteading. It's like you're making jams and you're making shrubs and you're making syrups and you're making all these things because you're at home. So I think that um, COVID, not maybe not a recipe, but like COVID cocktails are more like crafted with kitchen stuff that you have at your house that you're making because you have the time to do so. That's a good point too with that, with the shrub and like the shrub Ashley made too, is that, uh, Right now is the time of year that you should be shrubbing it up because uh, all the produce is going out of season. Out of so season, like go, yeah. go like hoard, like pick all your, you know, fruits and vegetables and whatever you got. Get that vinegar mother going. <laughs> <laughs> and put it up for the winter, brothers and sisters. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> oh my god! What about you, Ashley? That was amazing. Um, I love a shrub. I've been doing a lot of shrubs now, and this is the reason why I love them. Um, because you really can't mess them up. You can take fruit that's about to go bad, and you put a little vinegar in it, and you put some sugar in it. I do equal parts. You find your own groove and boogie woogie with it. Um, and you do a little mash, and you cover it up. You sit it on your counter for 24 hours, and then you strain it out. I don't even think that you need to find strain a shrub because I like that texture. If it was a gastric and we doing it fancy, then you can find strain that. If you want to do an oleosaccharin and just leave out your juice, we can do that too. But the point of that is you don't need bitters and you don't need citrus. So I love a shrub because it could just be that and your liquor. Of course, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to always um, introduce that liquid lace. I love that Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey finish in Ruby uh, port wine barrels for up to six months because it's delicious. Or I'm going to lavish myself in an opportunity with our, um, our Franco Caribbean uh, aged uh, rye. So the rye is um, finished in uh, Plantation XO rum barrels for up to uh, a little over two years. And um, I find that if you would like to gift yourself with a warm hug um, that we are all missing right now, then that rye will do the trick. Um, I'm actually going to pour my cup right now. Yeah, uh, please I'm, 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 like, I'm, sip on I'm this, like yeah. salivating over it. Oh, my yes. God. It's like caramel. It's so good. Um, it's magnificent. It's so wonderful. Ooh. It imbues such a sense of familiarity. Um, and the reason why I call it a warm hug, because every time I open it, I am immediately uh, ensconced in those baking spices <laughs> and that nutmeg and that maple syrup. Dude, and those that, baking like, spices are bonkers, dude. It's so good. Yeah. Um, because for all intents and purposes, that thing should give you like an Indiana Jones burn your face off situation because it's 95% rye on the mash bill and it's a proof but you know we kind of circumnavigate that and do a dosy dough by covering it not covering it but pairing it with that luxury of that um franco-caribbean rum cast that's, that's unreal amazing let's get into another question and we gotta start rolling through these because actually I, I gotta tell you you're pretty popular you got a lot of questions this week so <laughs> we gotta get through these questions and we're gonna nail these things down all right uh here we go we got another question uh for ashley it's gonna be really exciting here we go Hi, this message is for Ashley. I just wanted to know what it was like to be the biggest boss of them all. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, what does your daily grind look like uh, pre-COVID, post-COVID? And uh, if you could just go into detail about 
how you've been able to be so successful in the bar industry. Thanks, Big Boss. Appreciate it. Oh, I know who that is. Big, Big Boss. Boss. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I love Big Boss so much. Before you <laughs> ask a question, I want to point out, um, to kind of elaborate on what, what uh, the caller said, is that the reason I reached out, other than because I love you and I love doing this with you, but because you, even with COVID, have been hustling so much virtually you were one of the bartenders and that really like okay like COVID's happening bars are closed how do i stay relevant and you've been doing a lot of things virtually which i really respect like the hustle did not stop for you it was like everything else stopped but you're like okay how do i keep going and you didn't so that's pretty cool so i think that's what he's referring to um so uh it's going back to that kind of concept of rent is due every single day and so i want to I, and also talking about time and, um, you know, when I entered, when all of this started to happen, um, and the landscape was exponentially changing, um, and I had the, the luxury of not having to necessarily worry about food or a roof over my head. It was then how can I be as efficient with my time management as I possibly can? And so it was building upon what I said previously of, um, really kind of looking at, um, what I'm doing minute by minute and, and putting myself into like this extreme, uh, probably OCD, uh, schedule of like grading, like almost like a college course. Like I'm doing this from eight to 10 in the morning from 10 to 12, I'm doing this. And then from this, and then I would have a list, um, that I wanted to accomplish. That would be a daily list and also a weekly list. Um, and also a monthly list because sometimes you, you're, you're not able to, uh, tackle everything, uh, in the immediate, but you know where you want to be at the end of the month. Um, and I also saw that, you know, one of the beautiful things, um, that we create for guests when they come and visit us is an experience. People come to bars for all different, um, reasons. They come to celebrate, they come to mourn, they come to, uh, clear their head, they come to be social. And these things, um, have been stripped away from them. And I wanted to create an opportunity to gift people the same experiences um, that they would have with me on the other side of the bar. So that's making things extremely accessible, um, which is where I found the easiest translation with that has been shrubs um, and, and, and meat pours of, of uh, that deliciousness because they can make the cocktails ready for them right there. But then I've also extended the opportunity. What does, what do you have in your fridge that you want to maybe build something up and layer it up? And then I'm able to cater, make something, but it's, it's, it's doing things in small, intimate groups with individuals, um, so that they feel important because it's, because a everyone's important. Um, and also it's everyone, every, here's the, here's the truth of life. If you go through and you treat everyone, this is how I, I don't know if this is how I go about it. If you go through life and you treat everyone a, like they have something to teach you, then you're going to come away from that experience with something that you did not know. It could be, it could be something where you're like, I don't like that. And then you're like, well, I don't have to do that again. at least I know it. <laughs> you know, it doesn't always, it's not always roses. So it can be that you're like, Hey, I learned something about myself. Um, I don't like that. So I'm not going to really boogie with you with that anymore. Or it can be, That's, that sums my life up. <laughs> <laughs> or, that didn't work. Nope. nope. That didn't work. <laughs> but but 
<laughs> but that's the whole thing about like, you want to fail, like in regards to a business in a professional manner, you want to fail multiple times because you're learning what you are not going to do anymore or the people that you're not going to be involved anymore or the way that you conduct yourself, or maybe you're learning your weaknesses. And so being really uh, truthful and honest about uh, your flaws and your strengths and things that you can't do if if we're if we're now kind of going into the trajectory of like a professional manner, things that you can't do, outsourcing those and, and going to the professionals who can't assist you with that. Um, but in regards to the grind and the hustle, I just like Shauna said, I didn't want to walk away from this and not have accomplished an exponential amount of things. And I like to be busy and, um, I'm not getting any younger and I know where I want to be. And, um, I, you know, have other pursuits out of, um, out of the whiskey industry as well with writing and whatnot. And I had personal goals that I wanted to accomplish with that. And I, I just want to make sure that my time is given to the things that are truly important. And that either means people or endeavors. Um, so I've also started getting up earlier. I don't go to bed any, any, uh, earlier. I, I was, to, I'm a six hour girl, so I wish I was less than that, but I've, I go to bed at like two and I get up at like eight 30 and I you have a lot, really? of, a lot of active hours there. Yeah. And I work oh, every day cause it keeps me mentally strong. So that's what I've been doing. I'm like, I, I don't take breaks. I'm like, I gotta do it. Yeah. Otherwise I don't want, I don't want a, a butt to my knees. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it also gives you that clarity and it gives you like, it gives you meditative calmness to a certain degree as well. Oh, and oh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't work if I, if I went to bartending and I didn't work out before bartending, uh-huh. I, I was not functional at work, like yeah. mentally, yeah. physically. Yeah. No problem. Sure. You know, but like mentally I would go into work, like not prepared, yeah. but like working out is major. Like, for, like if I suggest anything for a bartender is mm-hmm. do a workout before you work. Yeah. Yeah. Because it changes your entire like mental state. It totally does. And I got another the- call. Oh, I oh. have another caller. Yeah, do it, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, did you want to wrap up that thought? Oh, just um, I've learned the the ability of a micro nap, so I can fall asleep in um ten minutes. Like I can make myself fall asleep in ten minutes and come out of it. And so I take like cat naps. Um, and, and it's it is a game changer for afternoon. I take them like between three and five. And when you I see her. She's I see her on the park bench every once in a while. I'm like Ashley. Oh, she's napping. It's so true. <laughs> um. So the secret of secret is you take your espresso and or drink coffee before you take your nap because it takes 30 minutes for the caffeine to get in and then you can fall asleep, come out, and you're ready to go. Damn! Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Ring, ring. Hi, my name is Stacy Smith-Clark, and I'm from Women Who Whiskey, Long Beach, and I was told by Ashley Irwin to call in with my question, and my question is, since being safer at home and with bars closed, what have you learned about uh, the craft and profession of bartending since you've had so much time to be at home reflecting and is Oh, noisies. Oh, no, we lost her. Uh, hang on. Oh, she's calling back. You'll do to inform your craft once you return. Thank you so much. Bye. 
Yay. It's a good question. It's a great question. I love Stacy. Stacy's magnificent. She and I met. Um, she came in for a Women Who Whiskey uh, endeavor at ERB when I was working there like five years ago, and we struck up a chord. And she and her husband are just the sweetest people in the entire world. And they have become really, really dear friends um, over the years and um, really lovely supporters of the industry in general. They love to sit at the bar, they love to try new things. And they do my favorite thing where we would build cocktails off moods. Um, so they would give me like <laughs> coins. Of, like they would, Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah. They would come and call him and come in and he'd be like, uh, David Lynch at the beach. And I was like, done. Let's go. Let's make that. And Wait. it was so, it would push me. It would push me to really think outside of the box. And, um, I, I, I just adore that answer to the question. Um, I think it has taken me back to a, I don't know. Let me think of y'all. Y'all answer that. Yeah, Adele, what do you got? You got Adele. What do you think about that one? (laughs) Adele, wake up! It's not the thirty-minute nap time right now. Stop drinking that espresso. (laughs) Uh, So she, yeah, she's wondering. Um, uh, what have you learned about the craft and profession of bartending since you've had so much time at home relaxing? Uh, has your has anything changed for you? Uh, yeah, the. I think rather than skills or, or knowledge, because if I was to be really honest, I didn't sit here and like read books about it or practice anything. But for me, it was how much I missed it that gave me like the realization of how much I love it. Because I was like, I, I miss people. I mean, if I was like, oh, I fucking hate people. I can't wait to clock out. And I was just like, oh man, like I really miss that element of that. So I think being at home made me a lot more appreciative of what I do and, and really reminded me of how much I love it. So now that the first day that I was back to work, shake my first cocktail, I did, it felt good. I was like, Oh, it feels so good. What's happening. And so I think I just maybe not learned, but relearned about how much I love what I do. That's awesome. That's a great answer, Adele. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I did. I, I, I agree with you. I think it, I think it's like, how important it is the the connective aspect of what we do but like so there's a sanctity and like a salvific nature of going into the bar and what bars have represented throughout the history it's been like extreme political discourse for some places it's been a way to have community and um know your neighbor and it's also been you know any any good bartender is wrapped up as a you know priest practitioner therapist and um romantic Council for anyone who comes in there. You know, it's just like a flip of a coin of what it's going to be. And so, hey, no finger blasting under the bar, would you? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, so, uh, um, Yes. Uh, uh, sometimes referee. And uh, yeah, that's, I think we're getting into that. But it's that aspect of not being able to like, talk to folks. <laughs> yep. It's funny because it's, it's true. Yeah, it is. It is true. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, 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 my gosh. Hey, this question is for uh, Ashley, everyone, um, on the Talk to Us podcast. My question is, uh, how do you balance your creative life with uh, your professional life? Um, you know, the, and, and where do the lines get blurred between uh, your creative life and professional life? When I say professional life, I mean um, working as a brand ambassador for um, a whiskey company um, and being a um, published writer um, 
know how um, you balance your time between those two things and um, how they affect each other and if there's any um, points where the two things cross over. Thanks. That little love bunny. That's Peter from ERB and everyone should go see him because he's super talented. Um, and is he behind the bar these days right now? Yeah, he's behind the bar right now, but he's also endeavored on his own venture. Um, he's got a creative space out... <sighs> I, I want to say, oh no, I'll get it. It's far East. Um, I can't remember if that's Highland Park or whatnot. Um, I don't know. Anyways, he's, uh, building, uh, carpentry for custom made pieces for bars. And he is, uh, a magnificent, um, uh, artist, spray paint artist, and just a wonderful person. I want to plug. Consider plug. Yeah. Um, Okay, to answer his question. So I break up my... Well, first off, there is a little bit of overlay because I write Southern pulp. And so I write exploitative fiction that takes place in the South. And usually it's uh, about... um, uh, individuals who are kind of, um, degenerates. So there's a lot of whiskey drinking. So, you know, I can pull from my experience of bartending from stories. There you go, sister. Um, gulp, gulp, gulp. And, uh, so there's that. How I manage that is I have very different creative spaces. So I have a desk. I have a writing desk, which I will not sit down at that writing desk unless I am writing. Oh. Um, it's the only desk that I have in the house. It is church for me. I will not, unless I am practicing that, even though it's the most comfortable place to do the work, then I'm not sitting there. I'm sitting on the uh, the like kitchen bar counter if I'm doing Angels Envy work um, and, and keeping that separation so that I... Those boundaries are really important. So you don't, it doesn't bleed over for me. It doesn't feel like I'm getting swallowed by one or the other. And then I also, if I'm operating at my optimal um, speed, then I'm waking up early in the morning and I'm writing. It's the first thing that I do at my writing desk. And then I'm going into Angels Envy work and then I'm working out and then I'm having lunch and then I'm doing Angels Envy work and then I'm out in the field and then I'm coming back at the end of the night and I'm writing because I'll work. My work day is usually, I won't, I don't allow myself any sort of, and this is extremely regimented and probably crazy, but I don't allow myself any sort of free time, um, from the time I get up in the morning, other than working out and having like a 30 minute lunch to, uh, 1130 or midnight. I'm not doing anything other than work oriented, goal oriented things. So you're saying at 1130, you start playing gardenscapes at 1130, (laughs) I pour a cocktail and I like shut it off (laughs) sometimes, but sometimes I'm, I'm very guilty of still doing angles and be work late at night. Dude. Gardenscapes has my been my what thing lately. Thing? I don't know. What I don't know. Is. I can't. I can't. I'm, I never play video games and like. And I think since COVID, I like downloaded this video game on my phone called Gardenscapes. <laughs> so stupid. And uh, it's like a stupid phone game where it's like bejeweled or some shit. And okay. like, uh, it's so I I literally have been. It's taken over my life a little bit. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, okay. Like they, they take your, they take your lives away at a certain point. They're like, you have to buy lives. I'm like, I will never, ever buy lives. I will never buy lives. You will never take my money or my soul in gardenscapes. But I like that they do that because it makes it so I have to stop playing the game. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, wow. So it, 1130, it, it, huh? That's yeah. Sometimes okay. midnight. Yeah. And then I'll, uh, I'll like, 
uh, the man and I will watch TV or whatnot and kind of hang out. What about your weekends? Do you work through the weekends or I don't, I don't take any days off? Oh, okay. oh my god! Oh well, my. okay then. Hold on, hold on a second. What? Oh my god, my mom, my mom's calling. Hang on. Your mom calls. <laughs> why is my mom why is my mom calling oh okay hold on uh oh i i ignored it i, I it went to voicemail i'm not gonna answer that um oh wait hold on she just texts me she's like i left a voicemail for your podcast oh gr- oh my god oh okay you guys want my mom's left a voicemail yes, is that okay. fine okay yes. actually i'm gonna embrace this mom thank you so much for leaving a voicemail on my podcast let's see what she let's see what my mom has to say this is my mom Hello, this is Susie Jenkins, and um, I live in Oregon, the state of Oregon. Um, uh, currently, the as we all know, the whole West Coast is burning up right now. Um, so my question goes like this. How do we, as a society, heed the message that Mother Nature is clearly giving us? Thanks. Bye. Mom, you just opened up a huge can of worms right there. That's deep. That's a deep one. That's good, though. We should talk about real things. This is so out of my element. (laughs) No, uh, dude, we're all living it right now. So, yeah, anyone who's, you know, on the West Coast, we all understand what's happening. You know, what my mom, my mom's saying is that it's all on fire. It's crazy. I mean, Australia would understand that. Mm -hmm. They they dealt with that last year. I mean, I I, I don't know how collectively we can how do we as a society heed the message that mother nature is clearly giving us i mean i don't know if like collectively because like i get it but i don't have big power to do anything about it other than small small you know actions like maybe you call a podcast maybe you uh post a picture with angel's envy so you can plant more trees ah dude Um, well, Adele, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is one of the <laughs> initiatives that Angels Envy um, embarked upon in 2013. Um, for the entire month of September, we partner with the National Arbor Day Foundation, where for every image of a cocktail um, that features Angels Envy or a neat pour of the bottle that is uh, displayed on a social media platform with the hashtag Toast the Trees, we will plant a new white American oak. Um it's for a couple of reasons. It's, uh, you know, it was an initiative to answer the question of environmental sustainability because bourbon has to be aged in a charred white new American oak, um, only that is unused. And then those barrels are going down to Mexico. They're going to Europe. They're going to Scotland, um, for other aging processes. Um, it's also to help with deforestation, um, in Kentucky, and it's also to help with soil erosion and, um, Uh, Because typically in order to cull a tree, the sweet spot in order to um, have it be a barrel is about 60 years. One tree yields one to three barrels. Um, So it's, we're talking about a huge latency period between the the whiskey hitting your delicious um, palate and uh, luxuriously lavishing you in magnificence and uh, from when that tree is planted. Um, But clearly... Uh, anyone who uh, is forward thinking is trying to look at the future and gift um, uh, the people who are going to be here long after we're gone with um, a better tomorrow. And so uh, Angels Envy was, um, it's one of the reasons that I love the company and and everything that they do, because they do look at those kind of harder questions um, of how can we be a part of the solution uh, within the uh, spirit industry and how can we get advocacy and individuals um, involved in 
feel as if they're participating. Um, and this has been uh, something that has been extremely well received. We started out with the um, onset of a 40,000 uh, 40, uh, tree goal uh, to be planted for this month. Um, which is also National Bourbon Heritage Month, and we have already attained it. And so we're looking to uh, surpass that. Yes. Yay. So exciting. So, um, so uh, it's it's part of uh, of who we are as a family um, with the with Lincoln Henderson establishing us, and then Wes Henderson taking over the um, the helm, and his six sons being involved in it, and uh, trying to continuously push the envelope and be kind of iconoclasts and um, malcontents and and never settling, and so doing different finishings with. Um, whether that's with our, our bourbon in the Ruby port cask, whether it's with our rum and the Caribbean rum, uh, pardon me, our rye in the Caribbean rum cask or um, our Olorosa sherry finish, our tawny finish, and our latest uh, collector's edition, which was an homage to um, our founder, Lincoln Henderson. Uh, and it was a Japanese Mizunara oak finish of uh, just talk about trees. So Mizunara oak is a Japanese tree that you're not allowed to touch for 200 years. Um, and they're extremely, um, selective on who they do business with because they're, they're, they want to protect that. And so it was part of a negotiation and a conversation that was quite a, quite a long time in the making and, and truly a testament to, uh, not only, uh, Lincoln's, uh, contributions to Japanese whiskey culture, but also to wanting to gift people something that is just wonderful. That was a long and a short, that was a long that's, and a short. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and I think that like really kind of sums it up i think on our end with the podcast and our our bartender influence that like we we all are part of um do do some research when you're purchasing put uh, put your money in the pockets of the of the companies that are sustainable uh and earth friendly and are taking these things into consideration and angel's envy is with with this incentive with the trees and everything it's it's the it, it's good for them it's good for us it's good for everybody so um and the earth and mother earth like my mom said um so yeah like it might take a little bit more effort but I know I know my mom and she will do that. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's another caller. Oh, and then all listeners, yeah, like let's get this earth thing under control. We're all living <laughs> a pretty heavy duty right now. Uh here we go. Hey Sean, this is Nathan. Uh I was calling because my question has to do with pillow and or blanket forts. Do you guys have any like good technique ideas on how to make a, a good fort? since we're all stuck inside more often than not, and trying to figure out fun things to do by yourself or with your roommates is a little hard. So uh, thank you for the advice, and have a good day. Hello. Forts! Dude. Forts. Dude, forts. Okay. Uh, who, wants, who wants to take the forts first? I don't who think wants I'm, a fort first? I don't think I've ever made a fort. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, sorry, Nathan, we might have to derail a second. <laughs> <laughs> How have you never made a fort? What does that I've even mean? Have. Even when I was a kid, I don't remember ever making a fort. Huh. All right. So the question was, how? What's our best technique of making a fort? Well, we're changing this. How can we? How can we teach Adele how to make a fort? <laughs> okay. Blanket. One sheet. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Two chairs, one sheet. So kind of like a teepee style, uh -huh. or like a. Uh, I don't even know what we call that tent style. Yeah. Yeah, I I say duct tape, 
multiple sheets, uh, colored duct tape, every color you could find, and duct tape in multiple like ways, uh, up and down, and like you could ch- take the sheets and do like different like patterns to where there's like crawl spaces and like uh, and the pillows in there too. You got to put pillows in there because you got to be able to like sleep in there, you know, or at oh, least like so it's hang like out. You sleep overnight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got to, like, be able to hang out in there, you know? It's a place where you don't, like, okay, so Nathan, the caller, he said, like, something we could do with his roommates, but I'm like, it's a good way to get away from your roommates because you can hide in your fort, right? Yeah. It also adds adds that fantastical element. You know, we're all kind of looking for a little bit of an escape right now. You put a couple of Christmas lights underneath there. You have a book. You have, like, a disco ball. All of a sudden, you got a party for one. Oh, my God. And then we can all make forts, and we'll have a virtual fort party. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I guess we can do that. I'm pretty sure we just figured out our next podcast. Yep. So uh, Nathan, uh, look, be resourceful. Use things around your house. Anyone else that's interested, sheets always must. It's a must. You must have sheets. What's another option if somebody doesn't have a sheet? I mean, I suppose you could do a box. Everyone's been ordering lots of stuff because they can't go out. Yeah, okay. you yeah, you can, yeah. You can like sit in a box. You can do a box. You could do trash bags. <laughs> I suppose you could do like, trash bags. Sort of, like, oh, be careful with that though. Futuristic <laughs> trash bag situation. I don't know. Yeah, uh, or maybe uh... pillows. Yeah. Pillows. Sweaters. Yeah, if sweaters. you had a bunch of pillows and some, fishing wa- and some fishing wire, I feel like you could make like something pretty killer. I, I can vi- I can build a Camaro with fishing line. I swear <laughs> to God, like it's like my one go to tool that I bring with me everywhere whenever I'm building out an insulation. I can build anything with a wine key. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. I feel like that. I feel like we gave enough. To, yeah. So okay, a wine key, fishing wire. Um, Trash bags, trash bags, possibly uh, any type of uh, sheet or lo- big thing of fabric. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can unravel your roommates' um, like jackets if you want. <laughs> sure. Duct tape is always a plus, uh, and furniture. Yes, and pillows for the floor because you want yeah you want pillows on. and some light lighting source. Lighting, you gotta have mood lighting. No candles though. No candles. No candles. <laughs> or flameless um, candles. Battery flameless. operated flameless candles. Yeah. No fire. Mm-mm. No real fire. Uh uh-uh. uh. No way. Oh my god, somebody's calling. <laughs> Again. Wow. Nonstop. Hey, I got a message that Ashley Irwin was gonna be on with y'all and I just have a few questions for her. Mm. Um, Ashley, what is your favorite drink to make as a bartender? Oh. Uh, the next question I'd have is, what's your favorite drink to drink as a bartender or just as a person? And finally, I think, what is, like, the best, just, I don't know, most amusing or most shock factor story that you ever heard from behind the bar? Oh, my God, so, I have it. Those are my questions. Hope y'all have fun. Bye. One George girl to another. <laughs> All right, so Ashley, uh, this is these are great questions. Um, I'm afraid, like we're gonna be getting back. There's callers backing up right now, so let's just do a one, two, three on this bad boy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the first one was uh, the best drink, favorite drink to make as a bartender. Uh, Gold Rush, easy crowd pleaser. Uh, Everyone loves it. 
Favorite drink to drink as a bartender? Right now, it's a neat pour of rye and champagne. Or if I don't have champagne, then it's then Blue Label sodas a la that Bud Light. <laughs> and then the most amusing, most shocking uh, story from behind the bar. I'm going to give you a, a downplay of something that literally happened to me last week. I'm sitting, I'm at an event. Two gentlemen walk into the uh, uh, establishment. They're both 90. I love old men. I can't even help it. I want to hold hands with them. And I want to go watch the movies with them. They're 90. I immediately said, I have to know them. Not only this, but they get out of a 1981 Trans Am that has a handicap sticker in the rearview mirror, and it's got the Firebird on it, and it's black and gold. And I said, oh, my God, who are these people? And so I go over, and I insert myself in a conversation with them. Turns out that the one gentleman that I'm talking to was the rider. This is legit. This happened, and I had to pull my mouth up off the floor. This is the rider who wrote Deer Hunter. If you don't know what that is, you and I are going to have a sidebar at some point. And I was like, excuse me, what did you say? And, like, the median age of the individuals who are at this bar are 22 so no one knows what we're talking about and i'm trying not to be a geeky fan all right so i sit down to the next dude who's also 90 he was the driver and operator of that car he used to be a talent agent in 1940 the conversation goes pretty cool and then all of a sudden he's telling me inappropriate stories about how many orgasms his fourth wife had before she married him and how oh my he God. that right quick and everything was fine because we were having a hallmark care bear moment and then all of a sudden i realized that i was in an x-rated movie I don't like him so much because I just said, good for you, honey. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 90 sitting next to me, like, real close. And I was just like, okay. That was just the most recent. But I just love that that they got out of that car. I love that. I I want to know if they're if they were like actually for real with their stories though. Do you think? Um, I looked him up and he definitely wrote Deer Hunter. And listening to uh, that gentleman talk about his wives, it's, I I just feel like maybe it's true. They were kind of ladies' men, you know. That's totally gonna be me when I'm ninety. I'm gonna yeah. totally be like, oh, those orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'll do that or not. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, whoa. Okay, so there are backup calls. So I'm sorry. I'm going to be pushing through these. Yeah, uh, okay, here we go. Hello. Uh, first part of the question is uh, you can only pick lemons or limes for the rest of your life. Which do you choose? And second part is has uh, Ashley Irwin ever sold a ketchup popsicle to a lady wearing white gloves? Uh, thank you. Bye. Has has you ever done Whoa. what? Has okay, so two two yeah two parter uh, lemons or limes uh, for the rest of your life, and then have you ever sold a ketchup popsicle to a, a lady in white gloves? Uh, lemons and no, to my chagrin, <laughs> I have not had that uh, experience, and I would like to know further of who has. <laughs> and also, like that must be a saying or something that we're like totally messing up on it. We don't realize. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a southern. It's thing. so specific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm extremely intrigued by that. So hmm. reach out. <laughs> I'm a li- I'm limes. I'm all limes. Are you limes? I'm all limes. One hundred percent, dude. Limes superior. Fair. <laughs> I think I have lemons. They're more versatile. Like, I mean, I prefer limes. Oh, you're talking about the yellow limes. Huh? Yellow limes? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, wait. No, I'm wrong. Green li- lemons. Green lemons. <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, I don't know. Wait, what? Like, in in Mexico, they say green lemons, right? Limons. No, no. So, you say 
when you say lime or lemons, you say limon amarillo or limon verde. There's, that's how you make the distinction of lime and lemon. There's not like, oh. like two different words. Oh, okay. Because I was like, green lemon, green, yellow lemon. Yeah, lime or lemon. So you like the yellow lemon. I prefer lime, but if I had to do one for the rest of my life, I would do lemon because it's more versatile for everything. Like you can, cocktail-wise, you can put it on any cocktail and it tastes good. Lime, it can get too acidic. It does. It's not a one-size-fits-all, like lemon ah. for me. That's solid. That's super solid. You guys might persuade me, but you actually not I'm today. Lemon. I'm lemon. Lemon yeah. too. Yeah, I like lemon on uh, all the things. All right. Oh, here we go. Oh wait, did we get the second part of that question? Yeah. Oh, the white gloves. Popsicle. No one knew what that. No Everyone's like, no, oh, none of right us here. have done that. Oh, does it mean something? What is the meaning of sell ketchup popsicles to a woman in white gloves? Uh, is this like a period thing? It's, uh, <laughs> it's like on, it's in a movie on Tommy Boy. Oh, what? How do I not know this? What? I fucking love that movie. It's a Tommy Boy uh, quote. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna counter that, and I'm gonna go with the Jay Z saying that I can sell fire in hell, ice in heaven, water to a well. So yes, I can. There you go. <laughs> so if you could do that, yeah, you can. <laughs> Herbie Hancock. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got another caller. We got. Oh gosh, there's two more callers lined up. Sorry, we we. Uh, we were just po- so popular, Ashley. Like I, I couldn't cut cut them off. I put them in the waiting in the queue. They're in the queue. That's how they say it in the business. So, how do you decide which brands and varieties of alcohol to stock behind your bar? You only have so much room, and there's so many out there. Does it come down to a rep, a price, the owner? Who really makes those decisions, and what's the biggest influence? Thanks. The reps, I'd say. I say it's a combination of all the things. I think price, depending on your the budget you have for your bar, price has a big influence on it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Ashley? I mean, yeah, I think if you if you have an opportunity where you've shared an experience that is in collaboration with a brand and it's like touched you personally, then I would probably be more inclined to suggest that. Um uh, to, to go that way and, and probably have allegiance in that regards. Um, but I think it's, it's so situationally specific. Like what are, is, is your bar for other people or is your bar for you? Because I mean, I know that I drink like the same thing that, and I never deviate from that, but that is not what I would give other people. Cause like I have, um, I love tequila as well, but I don't necessarily drink like fancy tequila, but it's the way I like the way that it tastes because it kind of is very similar to whiskey. But if I had somebody coming over, I would not serve them that tequila. <laughs> nicer things. So. No Cuervo? It's not Cuervo. Um, <laughs> thank God. Uh, but although Cuervo is a great brand. I mean, <laughs> No one's knocking over here. Uh, us or them. Um, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's good. Oh, oh my God. Okay, hold on. Uh, the last caller's sitting here. I gotta get to gotta get to them. Otherwise, they might hang up. Okay. Hi. I don't think this is an emergency, but I do have a question. What does polyester feel like? Because I can't remember. Is it stretchy? Is it like cotton? 
this affiliate spat. Um, I'm about to make a purchase, a $35 purchase on an Instagram ad that I saw pop up and it says it's 100% polyester. I just, I'm curious. What does that feel like before I buy it? I think polyester doesn't breathe that well. Is polyester like cotton? No. Yeah, it's like a polyester blend. Yeah. No, that's a blend. But straight polyester is like is like tight, tight, more like like not stretchy. Yeah, not stretchy. I'm pretty sure. Huh. Uh, What does it feel like? It feels like the the wind beneath my wings, Mm. and Mm. that's how I feel like polyester feels like. What do you guys think? I mean, now I want to know what does polyester feel like. Maybe it's one of those sauna suits that you do work to work out so you can sweat all out. No, I think polyester is like a disco suit. Polyester disco suit, like tights. Yeah, like uh, that shiny kind of like non-breathable, like 100% polyester. But then also I think polyester uh, was invented later. I think it's it's not like it's not cotton. It's not made from cotton. It's it's like a synthetic like blend of something. Yeah, it's synthetic and like it's a tight wound like fabric that uh, is. I think it like looks more like satin, but it's like like a polyester jumpsuit, like a disco era. So then I guess it feels like a party. Ooh, yes. I love a party. <laughs> All right. So it feels like the wind beneath my wings, a party. And what do you got, Ashley? What does it um, feel like? I live in polyester because I have... Um, uh, you know, I have over the quarantine in my years become uh, thicker than a double wrap wrap snack. So uh, <laughs> I live in polyester. <laughs> Look at Adele. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't nothing that don't have polyester getting up on these hips right here. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I live in it. <laughs> polyester all right Whoa. i think i think we learned a ton about polyester um again i, I just have to like reiterate that this podcast we are not a professional in anything mm-hmm. besides bartending the booze yep so uh you know we're, if we're not correct on anything that we've said tonight we're not liable yeah why because i'm saying we are <laughs> <laughs> So don't add me. Don't add me with uh, but uh, but in all seriousness, caller, caller, I really hope. No, I really hope you have an. The outfit turns out incredible. Oh, for you. oh yeah, me yeah. too. I hope it's white. You have a cool white polyester suit. See, that'd be sick. Like a onesie. That'd be yeah. sick. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. It's like something, you know, make sure it's like, it's not form fitting because if it doesn't breathe or stretch, then you're going to sweat and you're going to have sweat marks in your pits. But it's, it's so thick that you can't really sweat through it. That's true. If we're thinking of a polyester disco suit. Yeah. Like a, like a fucking suit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, wait. Okay. Hold, hold on. I'm, I'm going to have to, I got to look something up real quick. I wasn't going to look it up and just leave it at, at, as that but now i really want to figure out polyester okay let's see polyester is a category of polymers that contain the ester <laughs> this is so stupid the <laughs> functional group in the main chain um poly- yeah it's okay where yeah where does it say how it feels lightweight Types, uses. Has a slightly silkier feel to it than cotton does Oh, see, I feel like I was pretty on point there. Yeah. So like leggings kind of, right? Yeah. 
So it is, is it stretchy then? Yeah. All right. I'm going to look at my pants, see if I'm wearing polyester. I can't tell. It's a popular oh. fabric used in workout clothing. Oh, shnikes. Okay. Yeah. So it is breathable. So go ahead. Tighten it up, baby. Get to dancing. And then um, uh, I do know that this, like, T-shirt is called um, Knit. <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> so just a little food for thought there um and okay cool uh dude we did it we got through the callers yeah okay that was awesome that there was some really really great uh information and uh callers there so thank you guys everyone for for calling in and um we did we got through everything and i think we did a, i think we did a good job ashley i know you did a good job and adele you did a great job i think you did good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah. never know i mean people have like questions you know you think you could think of everything but once once people other people are thinking of it they think of a lot more <laughs> I'm a lady with a ketchup popsicle. I know. But now I want a ketchup popsicle. <laughs> that was such that's a what we'll be for, question. That that's what it would be for Halloween this year. Oh, good. <laughs> with white gloves. Perfect. I'm just going to like have some like crazy eyes the whole time. Like... <laughs> I love it. Ideas. Um, okay, cool. Uh, Ashley, like, let's, as we're wrapping this thing up, do you want to let listeners know uh, how they can find you or how they can uh, find Angels Envy or, um, you know, any information? Plugs, plugs, plugs. Um, yes, thank you for asking. Uh, thank you for mentioning. Uh, so all of my events are uh, announced on my Instagram, which is at Bonfire Booze, B-O-O-Z-E. Um, Angels Envy is a, uh, available on Drizzly. So if you would like to have it delivered to your door, you can do it through that. It's available on Reserve Bar. Um, a couple of my favorite, uh, uh, retailers are, um, of course I can't think of anything. Oh, Ambassador Liquor in Long Beach. Um, Al is, uh, a, a real love bunny that I have formed a friendship with. And, um, he, uh, carries that delicious liquid lace and has a propensity for, um, rye as well and uh we're carried in um ralph's the bourbon is if you're looking for the rye it's only released twice a year spring and fall k and l wines um robert burns uh liquor store in beverly hills they have actually usually a cache of kind of hidden gems of harder to procure um angels envy collections um that's the long and the short of that and you know uh in 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 closing just you know be kind to yourself treat people with uh with with sweetness and and you know uh drink responsibly tip your bartenders tip your bartenders <laughs> friends absolutely absolutely and guys uh you know anyone listening if you want to be a guest uh and and be as amazing as ashley was on this episode and answer questions on talk tales uh cheaper than therapy go ahead uh, and shoot us an email um at talk tales the podcast at gmail.com uh with their information and we will get right back to you kind of sometimes like scarily fast i'm just saying <laughs> and I if may... you want to call you us a question if you're in a rant if you just want to say hi our number is 213-465-0837 again it's 
888-789-8837. Give us a call. Say hi. Ask us questions. Uh, all of them. All, all of the above. And thank you so much to our good friend Josh for composing. Composing? For composing our theme song. And thank you, uh, Grayson, for creating our awesome logo. And uh, what else we got? Oh, don't, don't drink, drink and drive. drive. Don't, don't drink do and it. drive. Don't do it. Why, Adele? Why did we not drink and drive? Because this shit's dumb. Yeah, because you're a loser for drinking and driving. Don't don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Drink responsibly, and make sure you do hashtag toast to the trees. So you can get the trees planted. Plant the trees. Listen to Mother Earth message, as my mom said. Yes. Um, oh, and real quick, a plug on uh, our side. Cocktails with Talktails is our uh, side project where we're doing a lot of virtual um, events and webinars, and we're offering all kinds of really awesome like stuff with classes and, and brand webinars and uh, fun interactive stuff coming up here on September. Nope. Coming up here on October 4th. 4th? Right? Yeah, it's a Sunday. Yeah, so we're going to be doing our next big fun event, and it's going to be called Sunday Fun Day, and it's not just going to be cocktails. We're going to be having a uh, yoga to open it up. We're going to be having a cocktail session with Adele and I. Yoga's going to be with Kristen, uh, and Adele and I are going to be doing cocktails, and then we're finishing up after we make our the cocktails with y'all, uh, and we're having a dance party with DJ Will. So, dance dude, party. I know so we missed out the summer on Sunday Fun Day, so we get to do it virtually or attempt to oh no we're doing it no matter how you look at it baby even if it's just me and adele we're gonna be rocking our socks off we're fucking jamming out with our cocks out out. (laughs) (laughs) talk talk to cocks jam out with your clam out (laughs) oh man we will not be doing that we were jamming out we'll just be jamming no we'll be shake we'll like be shaking and we'll be moving and grooving and uh and we're gonna start it off with a nice fitness uh session with yoga so we all feel good about having our cocktail afterwards so yeah, yeah so- please uh join us on that one so, sign up to cocktails uh the our webs or our subscription uh page and you'll be up to date on all of those cool events that we're going to be doing in yeah. the foreseeable future yeah. so yeah um everyone thank you so much for tuning in and i can't wait to talk more tales yeah thank you ashley for being here we really appreciate your time and the gifts we're so stoked in these gifts thank you so much thank you thank you for having me and thank you for just being the both both the most lovely and doing cool doing cool dope things love it yeah yeah. now's the time baby now's the time all right let's go out of this thing with a massive humongous cheers 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 Cocktail. 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 Cocktail.